Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week, I'm talking to you about stress awareness and are you aware of stress symptoms in yourself and in your teams? How can you tell if you or your people are stressed? When we live with situations every day, we often just deal with stuff and we don't notice the stress building. It becomes a way of life and just the way things are. So this week, I'm helping you to identify those stress symptoms in both yourself and your teams so that you can begin to raise those flags and know when you need to do something about it. So join me on today's episode. So welcome to Lessons for Leaders. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stressed out and overwhelm so that I help you increase your performance, be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and workplace trainer, helping you and your workforce increase that performance, improve well-being, and make the impact that you want in the world. Now recently I've been working with organisations and individual leaders and managers to help them to be able to become more focused, less stressed and have a wider impact on both their personal well-being and that of their teams. You know, I worked with Kate, who's a director, and she said I enlisted Emma's help as I was stressed, overwhelmed, and struggling with my own work-life balance. I felt like I was constantly firefighting and both home and work life were suffering as a result. Emma's one-to-one coaching program was a breath of fresh air and clarity. No unrealistic goal setting, just simple, straight-talking advice that made sense. Emma has armed me with tools and techniques to focus, work more effectively, prioritise and let go of the crap. It's always good to let go of the crap, isn't it? So if you want this for your teams or for you as an individual or for your managers and leaders, because they have been dealing with such a lot over this last year, then please do get in touch with me. I'm happy to talk to you about what the different options are and what we can put in place to support your individuals and your teams. If you're not ready to do that yet, then you can get onto my newsletter. Again, link in the show notes and information on my website at emmalankton.com. The newsletter sends out tips, information, statistics, the latest reports and the current organisational trends that are happening right now so that you don't have to dig around for it. It comes out monthly so you can guarantee that I won't be spamming you. And finally, a request from me that if you haven't hit the subscribe button or left a review for me, then please do go and find the little button and leave a review. Let me know your key thoughts and your takeaways and what you value most from the podcast. If you hit subscribe, it makes sure that you never miss another episode. So as mentioned in the intro, I want to talk to you today about stress awareness. Obviously, April is Stress Awareness Month, but my question to you is, are you genuinely aware of your own stress levels and your stress triggers? Because I've been talking to a lot of people recently and, you know, with the 
joy <laughs> of the pandemic, there's been so much stress for us to contend with. And I think we can agree that over the last 12 months, it's brought new challenges and new areas of stress in our lives that certainly were definitely not in our job description. And many of us are still working from home and then there's a large percentage will be split between home and office, even when things return to normal. Organisations are using April as the Stress Awareness Month for a focus on wellbeing workshops to support their people to reduce stress and to improve performance. The thing is that stress can have a huge impact both on health and personal lives. So it's an issue that both employers and individuals need to take seriously. Somebody that I was talking to the other day was struggling with a member of staff who was being basically just generally difficult, obstructive, pushing back on things. And I took the time to explain how stress functions and how we can begin to recognise stress. And this is one of the things that I do in my workshops as well. What I explain, (laughs) bear with me here, with my wacky um, analogies of how things go on. So what I explained was that when we have been, particularly when we've been working in this environment, but often when we're in stressful situations, we don't notice the stress beginning to build up in us. And this is where lots of people, you know, say to me, um, I had one person that gave me a review after they've been working with me and they said, I've now realised that being stressed is not normal. Because <laughs> they just thought, It was how they needed to live or how it was when they were in that job. And that's not necessarily true. So what I usually explain is that the stress levels can begin to build up on a, when we're living and working with things on a day to day basis. So they build up, they build up, they build up. And because we're in it as individuals and we're living it and we're working with it, and even in your office environment or within your teams, you will not notice it. So it's important to be aware of the other clues that you have that might help you to identify when your stress levels are higher or when other people's stress levels are higher. I'll come back to what they are in a second. But what I, so what I also say to people is, you know, if you've got kids, if your friends have got kids, nephews, nieces, things like that, The parents that live with them on a day-to-day basis do not see these children grow. But when you've not seen them for a week or a month, or for a lot of people it's going to be longer because of lockdown, and you see them again and then people go, oh my, haven't you grown? Right? That's what happens with stress. We don't see what's happening right in front of our eyes, the kids growing, our stress levels growing on a daily basis. But other people coming in it with fresh eyes or that haven't seen us for a bit or haven't been with us for a little bit can begin to notice the difference. Okay? So if you're listening to this and thinking, oh, I'm all right, I'm all right, I think I'm all right, it's just how life is, please continue to listen. And do then also share with your team, share with your managers so that they can recognise the differences in stress levels too. 
So everyone can suffer with stress and it's in varying degrees. And often I say it can be a bit of a sliding scale and we might go up it a little bit and come down and then go up again. But if we maintain that higher stress levels, that's when we move into crisis situations that can begin to make us ill and have us struggling to cope or having difficulty to think straight. So if we think about some of the impacts of stress and anxiety, there can be physical impacts. And this is not an exclusive list, but it will give you an idea. So you might have times when you have lots of muscle tension, funny aches and pains and tightness and tension. Do you remember there was that, um, there was an advert on the telly years ago, I'm probably showing my age now, it was probably like hundreds of years ago. Um, and there were like stress, tension, headache, take, I can't remember what it was. But it's that. So you might get more frequent headaches. You might get muscle tension, tight neck, um, aches across your lower back from kind of tension stuff. You might get other physical symptoms such as a tight chest, palpitations. Your breathing is faster or what I also say shallower, so higher up in your chest. You might get sort of hot and sweaty. You might feel dizzy. These are all part of the fight-flight response that I explain in my training. You might see some behavioural impacts like being much more tired, finding it harder to do the basic things. You might be much more short-tempered or um, a struggle to sleep or you maybe have low motivation, or you're feeling unsociable. There's lots of people at the minute that have been saying to me, I'm just not even interested in getting on Zoom and being sociable and chatting to friends. I'm just, I just can't be bothered with it anymore. That's one of the symptoms. A difficulty in being able to relax, or you may be drinking more, very common, eating rubbishy food, what I call crap food for carbs, refined sugars, additives and processed food. So you basically just reach for comfort food and snacks. You may be smoking more. You may just be drinking more coffee. But all of those are classed as stimulants that are going to increase your blood pressure and increase the adrenaline levels in your body. And your adrenaline levels already going to be high because you are stressed. There might be some psychological symptoms like poor concentration, forgetfulness, difficulty making decisions or an inability to switch off, your thoughts racing all the time or even lots of negative thoughts about yourself and the difficulty in being able to be positive. It's nothing to worry about as such. It, you just need to use these as clues and indicators because wherever you've gone on this sliding scale of stress, you can come back down from it. There might be emotional impacts such as irritability or anxiousness and low confidence, low mood, being tearful or even being angry. You know, I worked with a top London lawyer once and she was bursting into tears in the middle of very important meetings and was kind of, God, what's wrong with me? You know, why can't I cope type thing? Which leads to the next bit because it then impacts the thoughts and we start to be self-critical with I can't cope and I'm not good enough or they don't like me, I'm a loser, I'm stupid, I can't do this and all of those things. 
When I provide my um, stress and anxiety awareness training, I put up a slide that has a chart with all of these things on it. If you want a copy of this chart, get in touch with me. But identifying any or all of these things helps to be great big flags for you, big clues for you. If you see more bottles of wine or cans of beer or whatever it is in your recycling, that can be the flag that goes, "Uh uh-oh, right, I'm a bit stressed, what am I going to do about this? Okay, I need to pull back from this. If you're finding, as one of my clients did, the basic things that she was doing every single day and she rung me and she was going what is wrong with me I do this every day every week and I just can't seem to get my head in it and I can't seem to get focused and I said to her what else is going on little coaching questions teasing out information like I do and then went what are you stressed am I she said (laughs) and I was like okay so here's what happens when we're stressed da 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 Okay, but the thing is, because as I say, it creeps up in the day-to-day life. We don't always notice it. So by alerting yourself to the impact of stress and anxiety, you can then be much more aware and know what it is that you can begin to put in place to help yourself and also to be much more aware to help others in your team. So if they are being, as I said with this other client that I'd spoken to, shouty, irritable, pushing back or not doing their basic things, it's very likely that they are stressed. So what can we do about this? Whether that's for you personally or for your teams, there is going to be more episodes this month around the different aspects of what you can do coming up. However, the biggest thing to recognise, two of the biggest things to recognise is we still have a massive stigma about stress and mental health. So people are much more likely to take holiday rather than own up to needing, say, a mental health day or feeling unwell. That's the first thing to recognise. So if you're spotting people taking short notice holidays, you know, just monitor it and have a look. And also to recognise that even though we are coming out of lockdown, the psychological impact of going back into everyday life will actually have a bigger impact than lockdown in the first place. I've already had people asking me questions on some of the trainings and workshops that I've been doing and on a one-to-one basis about how can they cope with going sort of back out there or back into the workplace because people are already feeling stressed, anxious and worried about it. Okay, so what can we do? The biggest thing is to speak to somebody. Now, don't groan and think, oh Emma, you're just touting for business. Hmm. Um, oh, <laughs> happy to take on new clients as a result of this, obviously, but talk to someone we are social mammals we are used to living in tribes it is a very natural thing for us to do if you are feeling stressed and overwhelmed you could speak to me you could speak to your manager speak to a friend or a trusted colleague 
quite often a lot of the things that you are stressed about you know will be things that other people recognize and it may help to be able to talk about it to just get it out there in the open to even maybe spread your workload or share the worry it might be that you're just feeling zoomed out in which case you need to refer back to my other episodes about how you can make your day work better and make sure that you're not just having meetings for meeting's sake. See where you can free up some time. But that plain and simple and human interaction, you know, we are missing that. As I've said, it's one of the factors and one of the signs that you can tell is that you don't want to talk to people and one of the things that I've been hearing. So make that little bit of effort and know it might feel like you're wading through treacle to do it or dragging yourself through mud or whatever analogy you want to say about it. But when you make the effort, you feel better for doing it anyway. And you might actually be the only interaction that somebody has that day. But it often helps you to feel better and less stressed. And if nothing else, it provides a distraction and gets your mind thinking about other things. But you also get that opportunity for positive feedback and maybe for laughter and humour, all of which are really helpful. So definitely speak to somebody. This isn't about booking some massive, you know, set of therapy sessions or anything like that. Just speak to somebody, you know. What I often say to employers is ask twice. When you're talking to staff, you know, and you go, how are you? And they go, yeah, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. And then I go, ask twice. So when you ask again, yes, but how are you really? And you sit with that silence and enable that person to then move away from that good British stiff upper lip thing of going, I'm fine. And then they'll go, yeah, actually, I'm really struggling a bit. Or even just, I'm so bored with this. Or I'm ready to get out. Or da-da-da. Whatever it is. But ask twice. So I've rambled on for long enough. The biggest thing is to make sure that you are able to identify your own stress levels and increase your self-awareness and able to identify stress levels in other people. Now, there will be many more episodes throughout April that are going to help you with perhaps how you can talk to your team, how you can help yourself with your stress levels, how you can help your staff in the sort of unlocking as I'm calling it. But for now, look at identifying those levels, spot the clues, spot the triggers, because that's the way to make the first start. If you're not even aware, you're not, you can't do anything about it. So I hope that this has been incredibly helpful for you. As ever, if you've got any questions or want any help and support on this or any other mental and wellbeing topics or leadership skills, please do get in touch with me, emma at emmalankton.com. Otherwise, have a great week and I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now. <music>